Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter and founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two, with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in. So today's guest is Daniel Kading. He describes himself as a classic hipster who absolutely hates weather talk. A content creator, Dan's been writing for over 15 years and has a huge passion for marketing, the creator economy, copywriting, branding, and human psychology. He helps small businesses grow on LinkedIn and now on TikTok as well by finding interesting ways to help his clients stand out. And one way he does that is by driving organic traffic to their brands through content, community, and engagement. So today, Dan's going to talk to us about ways to turn LinkedIn posts into TikTok videos. He provides tons of actionable advice, so let's get right to it. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm really excited to talk to Dan Kading today about a topic that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, TikTok. But before we get into that, um, I have, uh, first of all, Dan, can you talk, just say a little bit about what you do, what your main business is and website is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, website, danielkading.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-K-A-D-I-N-G.com. I mostly focus on LinkedIn right now. That's my, uh, that's my main area, but I'm a copywriter and a content creator, ghostwriter. Uh, I help, uh, I help people create their personal brands, optimize their profiles and make it so that when they're out there creating content, they're driving people back to a page that actually sells. So, you know, that way you actually turn your LinkedIn profile into sort of a landing page. And I work, uh, I'm also working with TikTok creators, helping them write scripts and expanding my copywriting over into that channel. I'm also helping on Twitter now, kind of slowly building my skills as a social media freelancer, uh, and, and mar- a marketing manager. In, in that sort of sense. So, yep, that is uh, the quick Spark Notes version of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, before we get into the questions, I have a random question because you included it in your bio that you hate weather talk. What is it? Were you hit by like a bolt of lightning when you were a kid or something? Why do you? Is, cause oh, it- <laughs> not literally. No, weather talk as in like people talking about the weather. Um, you know, like I, I, as a kid, I got really so tired of like mundane conversations about like football or, you know, like I worked in retail for a long time and, and that was uh-huh. all you got was weather talk everywhere you went. Right. And, and, and so what it, what it speaks to is that I love deep conversations and having insightful dialogue with people. I don't feel very, charged by just regular <laughs> mundane talk. I can do it yeah. and and I can do it. And I've worked in sales for a long time. Uh, it does kind of pull from me more than give to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, just to, um, to jump into the actual topic that, uh, that I have you on for, I have to admit it's a little bit for selfish reasons because I'm not on TikTok. Okay. I mean, I go on TikTok to do my own, you know, to just for entertainment, but I'm on uh-huh. LinkedIn a lot. And so the two platforms, I mean, there's so much talk on LinkedIn about TikTok 
And they just seem like they're, you know, light years apart as far as the audience. So why do you think TikTok is taking off so much, especially among people on LinkedIn? There just seems to be a disconnect. So what do you think it is? So when you say the audience part, I feel inclined to ask, what do you, what do you feel like the audience differences are in that, in that particular case? If you, if you were to answer that question in response before I give my context. <laughs> I think some of it is, you know, and I think it's stereotyping, but, you know, usually it's younger people on TikTok uh, for one. It's not, I don't go on TikTok for B2B information. I just don't. Um, but there's a big argument for it. So those are the the two things. So I think I've gotten past the point where I don't think I have to know a dance or those two tap dancing brothers okay. that are all over the place. So yeah, so maybe you can start with what are some of okay. the misconceptions? The big thing about TikTok is that over the last six months to a year, the demographics have completely shifted and it's, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, Gen Z, mostly millennials and maybe a few, few boomers. Now it's everybody. Um, and either, either they're on TikTok or they're on Instagram reels and they're probably consuming some form of short form content or they're on YouTube and they're getting YouTube shorts or they're on Pinterest and they're getting Pinterest, Pinterest idea pins, or they're on Facebook and Facebook has reels as well, just like Instagram. So either way, whether it's TikTok or it's just short form content, it's affecting every single platform in that sense. Um, because it is very dopamine rich. It's very like quick, you know, like it gives you that quick entertainment value, but it also allows you that control to keep flicking. I think really when you boil it down, there's not, no one really, I've never danced on, on TikTok. I've made over, I've made over 200 videos, I believe maybe more. And yeah, I I've done I've done some of the fun trends and things of that nature. And, and those are a blast. And you can have a lot of, you can have a lot of fun and relate them back to the B2B space. I think that the biggest disconnect might be maybe the search aspect. Maybe the fact that you can go onto LinkedIn and you can type in a hashtag within the B2B space and find some people that are connected to that. And maybe that feels less intuitive to a TikTok search, but you can still do a lot of the exact same stuff and a lot of the exact same things that B2B people are looking for and problems that they have and, and solutions that are being offered offered in a visual sense, they're happening on TikTok too. So it's just a matter, it's just a matter of, of shifting past that initial, like you said, stereotype of it being a lot of dancing and a lot of young people and, and realize that there's a lot, a lot more than that. And I think even people like Gary Vee are at conferences and they're like, no one's asking you, to, no one's asking you to dance. He's like, we want you, we want you to come to TikTok and you don't have to dance. All right. You can, you can come here and just create something, put a little bit of music to it create a great insight and entertain people and educate them in the same exact way you would on LinkedIn, just in a visual sense. And it kind of helps people get to know you a little bit better. So, yeah. Is it true that you need to post every day on TikTok? Because that's what I had heard that once you're on there, the algorithm is such that you really need to pump out. I mean, that's what is stopping me right now. I think every platform, you kind of have to be there every day. It -hmm. seems like with whether it's, whether it's Twitter or it's LinkedIn, I mean, I found that when I'm not on LinkedIn posting every day, my weekly views drop by a good five to 7,000. And, and I really start to like beat myself, you know, for doing it. I'm like, I should be posting on the weekends. I should be including extra stuff because the reach is there. And, you know, now that those analytics are there. It's almost like that carrot being dangled in front of me all the time. And uh, right. yeah, it seems like with LinkedIn, with Twitter, whether, whether it's TikTok, the thing I've noticed is that when I don't post every single day on LinkedIn, I still continue to get a lot of reach from my content. And it feels that momentum keeps me feeling a lot better. But like, if I don't post to TikTok every day, I, I notice like 
everything stops for the time that I'm not like engaged, unless I create something that really has a lot of conversation potential to it, which does happen. And the algorithm is rewarding that more and more. I think that it does, it does feel a lot less encouraging when you're not posting every single day. Whereas on LinkedIn, I can take two days off and feel okay about it. You know, like that little bit of the lack of reach is like, ah, whatever. I still got 8,000 views this week. I'm still good. You know, like I can bump that up to 16 here really quick, you know, but, but with TikTok, it's like, damn, yeah. If you, if you don't keep up with it, it does start to feel a little bit discouraging like that. So a lot of people batch content, and a lot of the best mm-hmm. creators will batch, you know, 14, 16 videos at one time. And even people like Chris Hughes, who just came over from LinkedIn, a pretty common name in the copywriting and ghostwriting space. He just came over to TikTok and now he's figuring it out and he's doing the same thing. He's batching tons of content. Whereas when he was on LinkedIn, he was not doing that. He was an in the moment writer, just like myself. As he's transitioned to TikTok, his style of creating content is now shifting. And so it's it's interesting because I think creating on TikTok turns some of the, even the best creators into even more amazing ones. So Chris Hughes yeah. is just becoming an even more chiseled content creator now because of what he's doing with TikTok. So I think that's the cool part too. So when you say batching, are they recording it um, like a third-party app sort of thing or they're just planning it ahead of time? Like you could either, either or. It could be either or. Yeah. Is there a way um, to do could, that? Is Because I know with LinkedIn, you can. I don't know if there's like... Yeah, you you just you just hit draft. You just hit the oh, draft button okay. and throw it into your drafts and you can have up to like 30, 60, I don't know what the number is, but I would feel sketched out because <laughs> could be worried of that stuff being just dis- disappearing. So, um yeah. but what but I use CapCut and I'll I'll upload my videos into CapCut. I have a weird system where I use Snapchat to create really quick edits of what I what I create because otherwise with my normal camera I have to hit record and then stop, record, stop. With Snapchat, I can just let go. Uh, and then I download it and I upload to CapCut. And then I trim the videos and I put captions in and there. And it's so incredibly easy. So those are some of my quick, my quick hacks. But I think in the beginning, it's best to just use the app and get used to using that first. Um, okay. And then and then when you're ready and you're like, okay, I'm bored with this. I want to do something else. That's the best place to go. But really, when you first get into the app, I think the best thing to do is to try not to get too overwhelmed and just focus on the basics because you look at all that stuff and it's like you're at like this giant convention so and there's and there's yeah. all these effects everywhere and you have no idea what any of this stuff means and and there's no explanations and you're left to go on Google and like yeah that's a bad r- route to go you end up in someone's sales funnel and before you know it you're 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 getting you're getting <laughs> you're buying courses that. and yeah before you know it, you're buying a course for something you could have just figured out on your own yeah yeah it exactly. happens to the best of us yeah so it's not approachable in that sense i would say so i, I you know linkedin has its you know it's stereotypes or whatever of being mm-hmm. like kind of snooty business focused, you know, mm-hmm. kind of boring or whatever. It depends on how you look at it. Um, and then TikTok, on the other hand is really unapproachable in the sense that it's really difficult to start creating, you know, like it, yeah. it does feel incredibly overwhelming. So, so it's not um, just me. <laughs> no, it's everybody. Yeah. So I think that's what holds a lot of people up. Um, and also I think once you get past like the demographics part. And you're like, okay, there are people here that think like me and under and look at the world. Mm-hmm. Like I do, once you get past that, then it's like, okay, how do I create? And that's yeah. the, that's the next step. But yeah, batching okay. is great. Cause then you can have, you know, one or two videos go out a day. And then as you entertain yourself with the platform, you'll see a trend you really like, and you can save that and you can recreate it on your own. And Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do it right then and there, but you can save ideas for later and stuff like that too. Well, comments on LinkedIn are super important. And everyone always talks about, you know, you need to really comment on other people's posts. Is that the same with TikTok? 
are comments just as important? The trends are leaning in the way that they're becoming much more important because before it was all about watch time and shares. Mm But people don't share as often as like TikTok may think they do. I, I feel like the place where people share the most, the fastest is on Twitter for sure. And they're yeah. quick to do it. Like that's, that's half the fun is retweeting stuff. But like in other communities like Instagram, you don't really share anything all that often or it goes to your story for a brief moment. A, a lot of creators are calling out the comment section and asking for that feedback. But also it creates an opportunity for you to create video content too, because if someone drops a really good comment on what you say on, on, on LinkedIn, all you can do is respond with a text or whatever, or maybe a GIF if you want to have some fun. But like other than that, you can't really put anything in there or maybe a link or something. But on TikTok, you can click respond with a video, reply with a video. And so then you create a reply video and it populates their little question right here on the screen. And then it showcases that question. You can drop in captions and you can put music to it. And then you create a community-based video. So then you're calling out somebody like, hey, thanks so much for saying this cool thing. Like it's a community-based thing, just like we see on LinkedIn. And then someone else can create a reply video to that. And, And so the big thing is that like, on LinkedIn, you can put like 1,200 characters into a reply, I think. Um, but on TikTok, you get 60. So you have oh, almost okay. no room to talk. But I think that's designed like that to force people to create more original content, which, you know, it may, it may just be set up that way. You can obviously do little replies back and forth, but TikTok jumbles it. So it's like, it feels like they're trying to force you to keep it to 60 characters or send out that video reply. You know, it fills your feed with more stuff. It gives you more content. So if you, it, for a lot of people, there's one person I follow and I swear all of his videos are just him replying to people and answering questions oh, and really? giving product information. And he's a, he's a video guy. So he, he knows all the hacks in the videography industry. So now he has all this opportunity to scale his and monetize his following because he works with cameras. Mm-hmm. So it's huge like that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I didn't know that. So see. Um, So if, if somebody like me who's never been on TikTok wants to take a LinkedIn post and put it on TikTok, what, what are the, some of the steps? What would you recommend? Yeah, I would say (laughs) the best thing you could do is to take your LinkedIn post and, and think about how you could reposition the hook to be really snappy. A lot of times with LinkedIn, you know, like you can meander on a little bit more. You can, you can just drop in one quick blurb and then people will hit see more. And that's all you need to get the algorithm to boost your content by four X. I mean, like if you get people to do that, you're so much more likely to see an increase, but on TikTok, you need to keep their attention. So, um, you know, on LinkedIn, you can get that. And then that initial boost is enough to get you through the algorithm, but on TikTok, you have to keep their attention throughout the video. So yeah, make sure it's as reduced in size as humanly possible. And so you see a lot of the top creators creating really quick videos. And it's like, it is by design because when it's shorter, you increase that watch time. And so when that watch time is increased, the algorithm sees that and looks at it as a more engaging piece of content. And so then if you can ask a question in there somehow, make sure that's incorporated just like you would on LinkedIn, maybe give someone a reason to share it if you can, but that's always difficult because you don't want to necessarily ask for that. So you want to give people a reason to do it. So there's a lot of design work that I would think about in reducing down the entire idea from maybe a, a 700 character piece of content to something that's more like 150. And so like you, you keep it really small, quick blurbs, quick thoughts, um, because at the end of the day, you can probably get the majority of your insight into that piece of content in under 20 seconds mm-hmm. if you if you really focus on it. It may feel really 
hyperintuitive, but it creates results. And the agency I'm working for sees results with this all the time. And then putting in those subtitles and making sure those are there. Cause a lot of people watch TikTok with the sound off. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot more auditorily impaired people in the world in that sense that need, need that assistance. It's amazing. So it's like having that extra, that extra step and making sure you put that there is just so much more inclusive. And it also just makes it way more enjoyable to watch. Like there's a top creator on YouTube that I heard on a, on a, on a podcast talking about how creating, putting captions is not just for people that need them to read them, but for everybody, because yeah. people like to follow along and it immediately right. catches your eye and keeps you reading rather than just someone talking to you. It feels more approachable to read. So those, some of the things I would say are really important to focus on. And then also trimming up your video. Cause a lot of people, when they first start, they'll just clip together their themselves, like moving away from the camera or Mm -hmm. like, and you can see that like they haven't edited out the little parts in between. So when you, when you create the videos inside the app, you can go in there and it, it says edit clips or whatever. You click on that and you can shorten them so that you're not staring off into the distance and then looking at the camera over and over again while you're filming. So um, little things like that can really help. Um, but yeah, just reducing down your LinkedIn content and then paying attention to the way that you're putting it together um, what, is, how, are some the, of the top things. The time limits on, on those videos. Because didn't they recently increase how much time... They're beta testing 10 minute videos, which is a huge thing. YouTube doesn't want to admit it, but it's got them shaking in their pants. And so um, it's a, it's a big thing. And so basically that means there's going to be a ton more ad opportunities and and stuff like that. But yeah, the time limits right now are 15 seconds, 30 seconds, 63 minutes. And now some people, as it slowly rolls out are getting the 10 minute feature. So, which is huge. That, that means you can like create a full, basically like a full YouTube channel video. If you wanted to, it's just a matter of how many people are willing to engage, but, um, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. It's counterintuitive, but then again, some of the people that are really interested in someone like Stephen G Pope, uh, he's a huge name on LinkedIn. I would totally watch one of his videos for 10 minutes. Like, yeah. and a lot of people would, they'd be yeah. like, dude, this, this guy knows his, his, so I think people with really strong brands are going to see a ton of engagement from those 10 minute videos. But for maybe the average people, maybe even myself, like a 10 minute video would be tough to hold people's attention for sure. It's, so it seems long. And then here's another thing I wanted to run by. This is actually somebody on TikTok said this. Um, she said, please, if you like my video, don't stop the video before I'm done, before it's finished. Because she said, if you like a video and then you scroll past it before you're finished l- watching it, the, the algorithm will pick it up as a bot. Have you heard that? No, but it makes total sense though. It's, it's seeking engagement. It's like, there's no way that you could like that video, like actually like it in your, in your head. If it's like a, you know, 30 second long video in a matter of a second. So yeah, Yeah. I bet it could get you flagged in the algorithm for sure. It'll either think you're a bot or it's going to kick you off for, for negative behavior or something like that. Definitely. So probably would be against best practices for sure. But if you're going to engage with people, whether it's LinkedIn or it's Instagram or it's anywhere, I mean, or it's TikTok, like, yeah, be genuine, you know, like Mm -hmm. if, uh, if, if we're hitting people with likes just to get them to follow us, um, then that means we're telling the algorithm we like something that maybe we don't really like too. So, 
Um, but with the longer ones, like this is why I was asking oh, about yeah, the length yeah. because I'm like oh. watching it. some of these people. I really love their videos, but they're going on and on now because there seems to be, you know, they're just longer. And so I find that if I like it, I will stick around ever since I saw this video because this woman's like, please, I beg you, don't like this video hmm. and then move on because she said it's ruining. It ruins all the algorithm. So now if I like something, I make sure I watch the whole thing. So because it does make hmm. sense to me. I might make a post about that. Yeah, that's really smart. Um Frankly, yeah, that's a good hack. I mean, I, I I would probably say that's true. And we'll see how it goes. It's a beta test like anything. And sometimes it's like a lot of platforms need to stay in their lane. You know, like no one wants to become IG and get washed out and completely hated across the creator world because you do all this weird stuff. Um, but, but yeah, so like LinkedIn has done a really good job of sticking in its lane, long form content for B2B professionals, you know, like Twitter has stuck in its lane, short form content. It hasn't, you know, like maybe they've tested out some story features and stuff like that, but like they haven't done anything huge, you know, it's not like Twitter is going to come out with its own short form content. They're not doing it. And, and so like, be, you know, beyond that, like all these other places are, are creating their own little version or they're, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see like, who ends up creating what and what ends up staying on each platform in that sense. I think it's ever morphing, but sometimes maybe it's good for them to just stick to what they're doing <laughs> and just, well, and just yeah. keep appealing to their audiences in the way that they should. So they don't become, you know, it's important to, to keep doing yeah, Clubhouse. remember Clubhouse <laughs> and Clubhouse immediately became unobscure because Twitter was like, Hey, we'll do a, fe- a similar feature. And everybody's like, cool. I don't want to be building over here anyways. So yeah. let's just, well, cause let's that was the Twitter. thing that was supposed to be huge, you know, clubhouse and everyone's in clubhouse. I know you have to be invited. And I got on there and I stopped when I was on one that was a recording of, it was, they had, there were 45 minutes into this one show and they hadn't finished introducing everybody who was going to be speaking. I'm like, you know, I don't have time for this. It wasn't even getting oh, yeah. to the stuff. And I don't I think know. That, I just, yeah. It wasn't engaging enough for a lot of people. Right. I mean, and there wasn't enough of a community aspect yet. And I think a lot, I already had like a community established on Twitter. It's like, do I have the, do I have the patience to be building over here? Um, that was my thought. And, and, and they did a really good job with the hype and all that stuff. Maybe, maybe you could look at it as not a good job. It was kind of annoying the way they did it, you know, mm-hmm. like only available to Apple and only available on invite. Right, right. And then you get there and it's not that great. It's like, it's like Quibi. It's like Quibi or CNN plus or something, you know, like, oh, it's funny. just like, why did we do this? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just not there's, valuable there's enough. nothing exclusive about it. Right? Exactly. It's like, if the value's not there, then just, Oh yeah. <laughs> so, funny. Well, just yeah. the last question. So what are some of the golden rules of TikTok for beginners? Like to just jump in. So you did, you mentioned some of these things. So can you maybe sum up a few of those? Well, I did some of that already. Um, I'll mention yeah. the other stuff too. Like actually get on there and really start consuming because the algorithm pays really good attention uh, and, it, and it does give you things really quickly that I think LinkedIn does not. LinkedIn takes a little while to give you the curated feed that you really need. Like you got to go follow the right people to get anything reasonable in your feed that you're going to want to engage with. But on TikTok, I swear within like an hour of just consuming on there, you're going to start to see things that, that are appealing to you and just keep giving it those little touch points that it needs to give you more of that B2B content, more of that marketing content, more of that creator content. And, and then when you find some people maybe reach out that are in the space and say, Hey, who are you following? That's really legit. You know, cause I'm going to recommend people like Stephen G Pope and JT Barnett and, and Mike Rama and all these really great names 
people that are wholesome and down to earth and really know their shit. And I'm going to send them down that road. And, and like that to me is, is really helpful in the beginning. And if, and if you can take that wholesome approach to build the feed in the way that you want it to be, um, that's super helpful. And then from there, just actually commenting, talking to people. Cause like when I first got on TikTok, I was telling my wife all these ideas I had and she's like, maybe you should go engage a little bit. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't think that's going to work. And I'm just like, I'm like, why'd you have to tell me that? You know, like, I, I like most LinkedIn people. I'm like, I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing here. I'm like, right. I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I've built a following on LinkedIn. I can build a following on TikTok. No right. problem. So I just started reading my LinkedIn posts and it was, it's horrid. You can look at it. It's at the very bottom of my feed. If you want to see how awful it looks, but yeah, it's like, it just was so bad. And so like, you can see how much I've progressed and I've changed over time. And, and it's like, I think TikTok kind of, you have to give into that a little bit and just like figure out how other people are creating and get a feel for it. Cause sometimes you'll see these conversation pieces where people are talking to two people, but it's actually right. them right. and they're dressed up or like there's different trends that have stuck for a long time. And then yeah. there's other stuff that comes out out of nowhere. You're like, what was that? You know, like, or you'll see like someone talking, but it's not them talking, you know, it's a, it's the audio at the bottom. You're like, Oh, that is hilarious. That's from one of my there's favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you a say lot of that. And then, yeah, like you see one from one of your favorite movies or whatever. One of my favorite ones I ever did was like this evil laugh and then a zoom out feature. So I didn't have to do the zoom because I didn't know how to do that, but it was saved. So I <laughs> took the, took it and it zooms out. And then in the middle of me zooming out, it goes, oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> it, it like laughs, big, super deep laugh. And then it's like, um, amazing or something. And then, I, I, and I put, uh, after you've read the title of your, of your, ebook 784th time or whatever uh -huh. after you've read the title of your ebook this for the 784th time and then it's me laughing and i'm like it's amazing you know like yeah and, and i just i think that stuff is so much fun to do um so i think if you can find that rhythm and just kind of find a few things that you would want to do mm -hmm. and then mesh your style into that tiktok style that will be the easiest way to start out because like you see the people that come out and they just like they post their podcast interview and they don't think about to clip it, clipping it up and making it quick or, or whatever, filming from the, the 16 by nine ratio or whatever this thing is that does hurt and people don't pay attention to it. It's like the community doesn't want it. And it's like, when I came on there and just started reading my LinkedIn posts, I got no engagement. No one wanted right. to hear it. It wasn't compelling enough because I hadn't designed it to feel good on this, on that type of platform. So, mm -hmm. um, so that, that would be my first thing other than the stuff I already mentioned about like, you know, uh, clipping your videos, adding in a little bit of music, keeping it as short as you can, really trying to write a script in advance and not just yammering on. Yeah. Um, but that can work. That can work too sometimes. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just one guy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, from my experience, that's what I've noticed is having that script, uh, can help so much just, you know, as a, a hook, a quick hook, uh, three bullet points tops, and okay. then a, a CTA and the CTA should be to follow you to comment a call to conversation or schedule a call with you, whatever, you know? So, um, it could be almost anything, just make sure it's there. So people know what to do and they don't just mm -hmm. keep scrolling or whatever. Awesome. If a lot of people are going to see it. Yeah. Those would be some of my, my biggest things. Yeah. Well, you may have inspired me to actually start. I'm one of these people. Once I start though, I mean, I've got to be a hundred percent in or I'm not going to do it. That's another thing so too. 
I think people know that about TikTok. It's a commitment. So when you start, it is important to be ready for it. So, um, you know, the people that dove right in, I was one of those people. It's like, throw me to the wolves and you can see the struggle I had in those first like 15 videos, which is great. And keep it, keep it there. So people can see it. You know, it's like, it makes you relatable. It's like, oh, wow, you sucked. You were terrible (laughs) at this. Like, that's awesome. I suck too. You know, like no big deal. Right. Like that's what it's all about is building community making sure people know that you know we we came from earlier much more wholesome and humble roots than any place we've gotten to now and and that we learned a lot along that journey and exposing that for people is what makes you so relatable and it's what makes you approachable and uh, ultimately if you work in sales if you work in copywriting you know like um those are great things to have and so yeah, I think it, TikTok, it helps expose you in, in the sense that it makes you very human and, and right. it's hard to hide behind those flaws. And, and that to me, ha- I've gotten so many clients just from TikTok, just from people having conversations with me and, and feeling, feeling like they already knew me before they even got into a meeting yeah. with me. So as powerful as LinkedIn can be, and it still is an amazing tool. I think ha- having TikTok and, and being able to share that video content back to LinkedIn is incredibly helpful for that community too, because you're not just the words on a page anymore. You're a, you're a human. You're, this is your little portal into my world. You got my Dan sign in the back and my couch, my wife sits on when she wants to ask me questions when I'm at my computer, you know, like, so there, like it, it, it really brings people into your world. And I think that does a ton to help sell you and your abilities and just you as a person too. So it's really powerful yes, yeah. like that. It's for personal branding. Yeah. Well, this has been such a great interview. I really appreciate you taking the time, Dan. This has been like, I have a lot to think about. And you gave so many great action tips. I'm sure a lot of people will find it valuable. So thank you again for taking the time today. Just a DM away. Let me know if you ever have any questions. And I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon.